Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Staying Power Show and podcast, which is all about resilience, what it is, what it isn't, how we know if we have it, what to do if we realize we don't have it, or we don't have as much as we would like. In the end, no matter whatever the case is, resilience is a choice. Joining me once again, as always, to share our ideas and experiences in helping others from around the world develop their own resilience is my friend, my colleague, my co-host, Tawny Santabria. Tawny, how are you? It's great to see you. It's great to see you too. I'm doing well, really well. I'm glad to be here. Good. Yeah, me too. As always, yeah. I'm excited to jump into today. So uh, what are we, where are we going to go today? Where are we going to go today? We've talked about so many great things. We've talked about courage and, and awareness mm-hmm. and, um, you know, some self-sabotage kinds of things. And I thought that maybe we could talk a little bit about um, forgiveness, sort of like what it is, what our experiences are with it. It's pretty weighty when we don't mm-hmm. work with it or we, we resist it. Um, so I just, yeah, I thought maybe we could explore that. I'm, I was thinking as it relate, related to resiliency in that if we're not all weighed down and not all sort of um, holding a lot of intensity around being hurt or wronged mm-hmm. um, in our lifetime that um, we would flow with with greater ease and then of course be able to respond to life um, from a, 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 a more resilient space. So I thought well, we'll just kind of throw it out there and and see see what comes up with that. That's great. I like that a lot. You know what what comes to mind for me right away is that, this idea of forgiveness as a way to build resiliency. Resiliency, like, oftentimes has like, like a strength, like holding on, a you know, a, a gritting, moving through, um, kind of feel. People assign it that. What we're talking about with forgiveness, though, in this case, to build resiliency, is not that. It's not a holding on. It's not a. It's not the kind of strength that we're talking about in terms of grit or pushing through or enduring. There's a, I don't even know how to phrase it, not a softer side because forgiveness isn't necessarily soft. Um, but that's what stands out to me. And so, I mean, I know, I know that when, when forgiveness has come up in conversations around resiliency, resiliency with other people, some people kind of view it a little bit with surprise. Oh, forgiveness is, I can build resiliency with forgiveness. Yes. <laughs> that's what I like about mm-hmm. it. I think it's a great topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I um I was thinking about, you know, when I think about resiliency, I think about it being like all of it, right? There's there's a grittiness to it, there's an enduring part of it, there's mm. a softer part, there's a knowing when to still, knowing when to pause, mm-hmm. knowing when to move, you know, all of it. So, but the but we but certainly the more weighed down we are in a way that doesn't strengthen that's going to compromise our ability to be aware and be still and be courageous, have perspective, mm-hmm. you know, be able to see the full picture. So when I think about resiliency, I think about sort of like it, it encompassing, you know, all of these things encompassing resiliency too. So that's what I thought would be important to um Kind of just put it out there. I think that there's a lot of different kinds of thoughts mm-hmm. and experiences with forgiveness. Um, and and I appreciate that. I think that, you know, we're going to be talking to people today and sometimes and, and they're and you all have different sorts of experiences and um, 
beliefs about forgiveness mm-hmm. and what it's for and what it means and why to do it and and early childhood sort of learnings about it, those kinds of things. Um, and so maybe our experiences with it will be similar and maybe our experiences with it will be a little different, um, but that's a-okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we just all know that when we're carrying a bunch of garbage, emotional garbage in our bodies that we're not willing to let go of, um, because we're hurt, mm-hmm. that will compromise our resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's all very powerfully said. You know, I, as I was thinking as you were talking about these things of how that, I mean, so many of the mo- the difficult things that, that I've worked through have, have had to involve in some ways questions about that forgiveness, whether it's of somebody else or of myself. I think, I think oftentimes, you know, growing up for me in a very religious environment, forgiveness was about forgiving somebody else, right? Or doing it because that's what you were supposed to do, right? I'd been, you know, messaging, I've been forgiven for things, therefore I'm supposed to forgive others. And if I'm not forgiving others, then I'm ingrateful. <laughs> I'm not grateful, right? For the forgiveness I've already received. So there was, I, I grew up uh, not really, I think, with that kind of understanding that you've talked about of forgiveness or that notion of letting go. As I got into adulthood, I heard that more, even from similar sources, even from within religious contexts and outside of it. What I like about what we're talking about here is that letting go of t- letting go of the weight actually provides more freedom of movement, and I mean that in a resilient sense, right? Movement, growth, staying power. <laughs> really, not to put too fine a point on it, but uh, that's what comes up. But I mean, it's. Because I think it's, if it's, it could be for anything towards other people, towards ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, certainly. Well, yeah, self, self-forgiveness is, is just as important as um, letting go of, of the, the emotions around the hurt mm-hmm. and um, the disappointment of, of you know, been, being treated in, in a way that caused that uh, by another person. So whether or not we are you know, letting go of that, the buildup um, of our own actions and our emotions around our own actions, or we're letting go of um, the actions of others. Um, both are equally important. And and when I say letting go, it's not a sort of a letting go of like letting ourselves off the hook for mm-hmm. our own actions. It's a letting go of, of really being able to kind of s- see what that's about for ourselves, you know, do the inner work for ourselves and then being able to, you know, later show up um, at, a, at a next um, opportunity, show up in a, a better way for ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just a, a letting, letting off the hook kind of thing. I think that that's what comes up. I hear from people when we talk about forgiveness is sort of, well, you know, they don't deserve to be let off the hook, mm-hmm. you know, that, I, that was really hurtful. Right. Um, and I, so, so that's the sticky point, mm-hmm. um, I think, but then, but then, okay. So how is that impacting you then mm-hmm. to not let it go, mm-hmm. to not sort of, um, bring some compassion to the table in, in a, in a way or two, um, as you reflect on sort of maybe the whole, the whole situation, 
mm-hmm. um, not just the action or behavior of the other. And mm-hmm. oftentimes I think we, we then forget about our own participation in a particular thing when we feel hurt or wronged. Mm-hmm. And we look only uh, towards the other, at the other person's behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it reminds me of a, of a, a really old Taoist story or parable about this where um, a young boy was sitting on top of a cliff and he watched this giant continue to throw boulders into this valley where the river that this boy got all his water from came from. And it started blocking up, blocking up the river. And the, the child kept getting angrier and angrier saying, why is this giant doing this? And this giant is too big. I can't do anything about that. I'm so angry that I'm losing my water source. And he finally went back to his village and he found the the holy man of the village and he expressed all of this. And the holy man looked at him and said, why would you hold on to that when you could just go remove the rocks yourself or go find where the water is going? <laughs> right? The water itself is not changing. Right. And, and that was the whole point was what, why are you, why are you holding on to this when the easier thing, the better thing to do would be to go do something in this case, remove the rocks right? Or find where the water is. That's not, has nothing to do with the ogre, has nothing to do with the giant, has nothing to do with the water source being blocked off. It has to do with the response of the person. That's what came to mind with me with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we both, you know, all the people involved both have ownership mm-hmm. around our own yeah. actions for sure. And if we are more focused on our own actions, behavior, um, values, um, the way in which we respond and react, Mm -hmm. then um, we're going to have a whole lot more um, uh, ability to um, let let things go or to maneuver Mm -hmm. in ways of of greater ease, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it brings to mind that question of, you know, when somebody says that lets somebody off the hook, I've heard that a lot too, right? That lets them off the hook. And it just raises the question to me is why is keeping them on the hook so much more important than, than letting go of the ease that I have in my, or letting go of the difficulty, I should say, and all the pain and the rigidness and the, the weight. Why is that more important? And that's a question that I think I have not, I don't think I've ever really posed that to somebody. I mean, it sounds like really great. I'd love to drop that on somebody, but I know for me that that was a hurdle for me to, with self-forgiveness in particular, but also with forgiveness with other people to why am I putting my own sense of ease and flow second, as opposed to this sense of righteousness about le- keeping this other person on the hook or myself on the hook for my past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, Part of it is, again, you know, I talk a lot about what we learned early on, but we really learned early on to look outside of ourselves mm. for most everything. Yeah. So when we, when that happens, then what, what do we do? We look external, you know, this person is doing this thing to me, this thing is happening to me. Um, and, and st- we don't learn to look inward. Mm-hmm. Early on, e- even even age appropriate, we don't learn to look inward early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's really stinking hard yeah. to look 
inward. <laughs> um, but it's it's the way that we're going to free ourselves in so many ways mm-hmm. from that um, emotional load that we can always have towards other people and whatever is outside of us or our past. We, we can always have, you know, the mom guilt, mm-hmm. you know, we can always have all of those that the shame and the guilt about all our past experiences. And we can always have the, you know, blame towards other people. Cause there's always going to be people who do things we wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's endless. It's endless. It's always going to be there. It is. And you know, right. I think it's, I think it's something I, I'm, I, I think about this a lot. Like I, I'm always fascinated by the things from a historical standpoint that have been universal, universally discussed, acknowledged, debated in human history. And, and forgiveness is one of those common ones that there's an awareness across time, across traditions, across philosophies, across religions of the importance of this and the destructiveness to the soul of not doing it, of not forgiving, of not letting go. Um, you know, there's so many quotes that come to mind. You know, one of my favorites, Anthony DeMello, the great, the great uh, philosopher who died 1987, great in my mind anyway, always talked about why would you choose to be enslaved to your own bitterness, whether it's justified or not? Why would you choose to be enslaved to anything, <laughs> right? To let go is to actively say, I am not going to allow this thing whether it's just, whether, you know, I was at fault, whether somebody else was at fault to limit me any further. And I don't think it's just a one-time thing, right? I think it, I think it's a practice. I think we have to, that's the other thing. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever been able to go, okay, I forgive this. And that was it. I think it took a while to cultivate, you know, it took a intentional choice to do it time and time again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just directly, we didn't learn this. Yeah. We And so to make these changes that we're talking about, it is um, going to be, it, it would need to be a practice. It would need to be an understanding that sort of an unlearning or a relearning to go, to go within, to be able to, you know, process inward and, and be reflective mm-hmm. and, um, you know, shift, you know, shift our paradigm a little bit to, instead of looking at, what is outside of us as the problem mm-hmm. looking inward to be able to sort of clear up, clear things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we're just not, we're just not taught to do that. So we, we understand that what we're talking about isn't super easy and even from a thinking space, maybe we can kind of get all our heads wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to go inward can be confusing if we've not ever really done much of that. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, how do you forgive from that place or how do you let go from that place when what I really understand is that person <laughs> needs to be punished. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Or needs to, he needs to apologize or needs to mm-hmm. take accountability, mm-hmm. needs to show remorse. We put all mm-hmm. these things on there that we think are going to do it. And it does not 
work that way in my experience. Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of people <laughs> who've apologized to me. I've made many apologies to others. I've held accountability. I've had other people accountable. That doesn't by itself guarantee a damn thing when it comes to letting go of something. I, mean, we, I think we can fool ourselves into that, thinking, well, if they just do this, this, and this, then I'll be able to forgive, or then I won't be letting them off the hook. That, that, that is not my experience of how that works. In the end, I'm always having to make a, make a deliberate, intentional choice to let go, whether somebody's owned it or not, or whether I've owned it or not even. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's more, um, 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 I don't know what the, what the word is, but it's just extra stuff that we've learned. We think, you know, somebody's got to do this thing so that we can feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and that, like you said, doesn't always work. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a very limited. In some ways, it's a very limited idea of what justice is and what, what fairness is. Um, those are words that are, of course, themselves very broad and very loaded and very individually defined, depending on what we're talking about, right? Um, there's, I think, to me, the resiliency part of it is how does one continue? Um, to build resiliency if one holds on to resentments, whether they are, you know, quote unquote, deserved or not, or justified or not, right? Put the quotes around anything you want. There, the, the fact of the matter is that energy held on to doesn't allow for the types of things we're talking about. It doesn't build resiliency at all, even though I think we can tell ourselves, no, I'm holding a firm line here, right? No, I'm, I'm holding on to what is right, or I'm holding on to what is just, or I'm holding on to what is fair. But if that's, if the cost of that is so profoundly destructive to ourselves at some point, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point mm -hmm. it be, it, it's, it has to, it has to come back to, well, it doesn't have to, but in my experience, it's going to come back to whether or not I can let this go or not. Right. You can still, what came up for me when you were saying that was you can still sort of hold on to your values. We can still sort of know who we are and what we stand for. Yeah. We can still sort of show up in ways that we can feel proud of and, and good about, and we can still sort of self-regulate and, and be in and engage in our life in ways that we choose. Yeah. We still can do all of those things. Mm-hmm when we have the resentments like you're talking about and we're holding on to it and we're telling ourselves we're rehashing the story in our head about how we've been hurt and how we've been wronged and how it is this person and that person's and this is the you know all all the the, the pieces of it 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 limits us being able to show up mm -hmm. as our full self yep right we forget about maybe a value or two that we actually hold Mm -hmm. So then uh, pieces of ourselves get um, um, kind of hidden yeah. because we're having to manage this, this intense, um, unpleasant sorts of these, these feelings that, that we've got towards this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we don't have to compromise any of ourselves by letting that intensity go. That's right. 
That's right. You know, and I think, I think very similarly with forgiving ourselves for things. One does not have to let go of the importance of the lessons or even the memory of the things that maybe our, we have done. Can forgive yourself without pushing that away. I mean, it is possible. I mean, and it's, it, and I, I, my own experience is it's absolutely necessary because the values of what matters to me can only be brought forward and I can only be living by them if I'm able to not hold, you know, not limit them because I haven't forgiven myself. I haven't let them go. I haven't let go of the wrongs that I have done. Right? That's, it fits the same way. I mean, I think a lot of people feel that too. And I've heard it a lot in, you know, recovery circles or people outside of recovery circles looking in saying, isn't kind of forgiving yourself, just kind of letting yourself off the hook. It's like, oh, well, trust me, I'm not going to forget <laughs> all the things that I did that were hurtful. I'm not going to forget them. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I don't think anybody with a conscience does. What's different is having done the work, made the amends as appropriate, made the apologies, had the accountability, taken the steps to do things differently, to allow myself to live more and more by my values going forward rather than being stuck in what I did in the past and not allowing myself to grow or live my life according to my values because I feel I still need to do some sort of penance or I still need some punishment or not everybody's forgiven me yet. I've heard all of those stories uh, too and told myself some of those stories as well in the past. That was a lot all at once. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that's, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. Yeah, it, it is a lot. And, and you, as you were describing it, you could really feel sort of the trap that one could get into. Yeah. And, and it, outside of that trap, what is the possibility? What's the possibility of, of a, a lot of good stuff outside of the trap? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, because after a while, particularly, you know, doing that kind of recovery work for a while, after a while, not stepping out into life, not stepping into those values is denying an opportunity to grow and move forward and is not a healthy thing to do, period, and not a helpful thing to do. Um, and, and that's how you can sometimes end up hiding behind your past, you know, with that and hiding behind that, that inability or that choosing not to forgive. Um, and it's hard. It's, it really is hard. And I think it's, there's not a, there's not a single clear straight pathway to that. I think there's a lot of movements, a lot of hairpin turns, a lot of dead ends, um, and a lot of movement, but nevertheless, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is the challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, and the reality too, is I think if, you know, if you're kind of out there thinking, okay, so let me play with the self-forgiveness thing a little bit. Okay, but but I'm hearing it's hard and I'm hearing there's a lot going on. It's quite compl- complicated. Um, you know, I, I, I think that as, the, you know, just you're, you're doomed to kind of repeat it if you're holding on to it. Mm. Right. That's the other part of it is so <laughs> sort of like there's this there's this pressure. There's this feeling of all of these, you know, this experience, all these experiences in the past. There's the sort of um, the way in which you talk to yourself about all of these actions and and all the, you know, hurts and all the things and, and the shame and the guilt and all of that stuff. 
it only leads you into more circumstances where the it's probably going to to some degree, some of the same sorts of things, maybe it shows up a little bit different, but it, some of the same sorts of things are going to show up again. Absolutely. It, it only changes when there's some freedom from it. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. And I've seen that in my own experience and in the experiences of others with that. And it's not even just in recovery, it's just in general, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this isn't exclusive to people who deal with addiction. This is a human thing. Um, that's very true. The very things that we're beating ourselves up and holding on to, we make much more likely that we'll do again the longer we hold on to it. And that's where mm-hmm. I think that idea of, of somehow letting go of something doesn't mean you're forgetting it or doesn't mean that you're dismissing it as unimportant. It means stepping into something going forward rather than staying stuck. Right. And certainly having some kind of intention around how to step into your life with awareness, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can notice if you're slipping into the cracks, yep. right? So there, there is an intentional sort of process, not just to like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep today. I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and everything's going to be good. <laughs> right. Like not that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And it's not this, it's the same if it's towards somebody else. I'm going to go to sleep tonight. I'm going to forgive them tonight in the morning. I'm going to feel a lot better. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. not the same. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's a, it's a choice to look at, to look at the possibilities differently, to look at the situation differently, to choose a different way of moving forward with that. Um, there's so many things. I mean, and, and we could cover so many of them. We might need to come back to this topic because we certainly don't have time to go any further with it because we're out of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, well, thank, thank you so much for that one, Tony. That's a, that's a good one. Um, and in a really important one, because of what it opens mm-hmm. up for us in terms of being able to build our resiliency. That's certainly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That All right. Good. good combo. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And thank you for listening to this episode of staying power. Remember if you missed any of this episode or any of the other episodes, you can get this as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for reviewing it, for subscribing to it and for sharing it with your family, with your friends, with your social networks. And remember when you subscribe um, in the middle of the week, you will get a short weekly mini podcast called the four four points on something, four tips on something, four ways about something that when you try them out during your week, it can help you develop more of something positive, more awareness, more ease, more flow, just a different way of looking at things. And they're very short, real easy. It's called the four and you'll get that. And so we will be back next week. And until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs>